wow, it's really nice to be here this morning. You know, it's lovely to just be here to stand and to share about what God has done in my life for the past, how old am I? I think I, let's just say I'm 21, okay? No, I'm 30 this year. So um, today I'm actually not going to preach no, I'm not going to preach here. I'm just going to share about the goodness of God in my life. I know that in the bulletin, you know, I make the bulletins. So in the bulletin, I put um, Hope Caught Me as the title of the message this morning. But I'm just going to change it into something like um, a long testimony that turns into a sermon about hope. <laughs> How about that? Because I'm going to talk about my testimony in life. Some of you or most of you probably know that I have two kids. One is Darren. He's turning five in January. And then another one is Ayora. She is two and a half years old. Now, Darren in particular, he just couldn't wait for Christmas. You know, we told him a month before Christmas that this Christmas we'll be going to the States. We're going to stay in a hotel. And then the next morning when we come back, he's going to be able to open his present. Of course, you don't tell little kids that, right? Because then, you know, he asked, Mom, can I put up Christmas tree? And I thought, um, okay, sure. So we put up our Christmas tree exactly on November 11th. <laughs> we put up our Christmas tree on November 11th. Then, of course, after we put it up, he asked me, now can we go to the hotel? Now can I just open the present tomorrow? I'm like, ah, oh, he's a genius, you know. So he's, I'm like, that's not how it works, buddy. It's still not December yet. It's still November. You have to wait for Christmas, and then we're going to go to the States on Christmas Day. And he's like, oh, no. But then he asked me again the next day, can I open the present? Can I go to the hotel now? And I have to keep on telling him, no, not yet, not yet. So I have to kind of crush his hope down every day. It's like, no, Darren, no. But keep your hopes up because Christmas is coming, right? It's not Christmas yet, but Christmas is coming. So when it comes to hope, I find that it is a very huge topic. You know, we can talk about hope for the future. We can talk about hope for our family, for our work for our relationship, hope in the church, hope in the world, and the list can go on. But today, because I'm going to talk about what God has done in my life, I'm going to talk, talk about hope in Christianity, hope in Christians' lives. So if you are here, are believers, then this hope is for you. If you are here, are not a believer yet, then this hope will be for you. So this is hope that comes from God. That he sent his son. Do you remember his name? Jesus. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to earth to bring salvation so that you and I can be reconciled with the Father in heaven. Hope that comes from the God who is full of hope that he gives us the joy, the peace, and the love so that we can go through our struggles each and every day of our lives. That without hope, we will lose all these three. The hope, without hope, we will lose the joy, we will lose the peace, and we will lose the love. And yet with hope, we get to spend eternity in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ. So before I start my, my story, I'm just going to open up my testimony with a prayer, with a blessing from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you, so that you 
may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the last statement there, hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope that doesn't come from the world, hope that doesn't come from people that we love, but hope that comes from God above. So the first point that I'd like to share is that hope caught me. That's a title in the bulletin, hope caught me. Now many of you don't know this because I don't really share and in my culture, like Steve said, in Asian culture, like my culture, we don't really talk about this. But as we approached Advent Sunday, I felt compelled to just share about hope because in the past two years of my life, I have lost hope. I was in a very hopeless world. You probably couldn't tell for the past two years because I was always here and with all the smile and stuff, but deep inside, I was hopeless. Now what happened to me? At first, I was actually diagnosed with depression. I thought it was postpartum depression. Because apparently, once, once you have a kid, there is a good chance that you experience depression, a postpartum depression. So that's what I thought, I had postpartum depression. But I didn't get any better. As the time went on, I went to see my family doctor, I went to see my counselor, I went to see a psychiatrist. So they found out, we all found out, that I have bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder type two. Now some of you probably know what bipolar disorder is. Some of you probably have no idea. So I'm just gonna give you a brief explanation about, why, about what bipolar disorder is. Bipolar disorder is a brain disorder that is caused by chemical or hormonal imbalances in the brain. So it causes um, energy swings and mood swings. So for an example, right now, I am very excited about sharing my message. I'm very excited about sharing my life. But in the next minute, I can be very depressed for no reason. Now I know what you are thinking. You're probably thinking, oh no, so in the next minute, she's gonna sit down and she's gonna ask Steve to preach. <laughs> no, here's my first testimony. When it comes to ministry, when it comes to ministry, my bipolar disorder doesn't define who I am. This is just such a kind of grace that God has given me through, you know, through these years. It's amazing that you know, when I play in the worship team or when I speak at my dad's church or some churches, you know, I just don't have that bipolar disorder. It's like God gives me the ability to finish what I start, to finish what he started. So ministry really helps me to actually get better with my bipolar disorder. However, however, this year was a struggle for me. Now, probably only two of you here knew this. This year, I was in psych ward in Langley two times. The second time, it was as if I never learned my mistakes, right? I was there two times this year. Of course, before I went to the psych ward, I was totally in the darkest time of my life. I was like, oh, I just, I was dying to die. I lost the one thing that kept me alive. And there was hope. I didn't have hope. Many times my family, my counselors, my mentor, they told me, you know what, there is Jesus, there is hope. You can pray, read the Bible, get some strength from those Bible, from, from the word of God, get some strength. Well, many times I told them, you know what, I know. I graduated from a Bible college. I took pastoral leadership. I studied the Bible for years. 
So I know that there is hope. I know there is Jesus. I preach it many times. There is Jesus. There is hope. Come to him. But at that point, I just couldn't believe in that. I was very, very, very stubborn that I just avoided hope. I just avoided God. I kept on pushing people away. I kept on pushing God away. You know, one day my mentor, I have a very great mentor. She asked me a very simple question. Where do you see yourself right now? She asked. And I said to her, well, I'm in a very dark room, sitting in a corner, closing my eyes, believing in nothing. I'm just dying to die. I don't want to live anymore. I have no intention to live anymore. I want to work as if it were my last day. I went back home as if it were my last day. I just, I just couldn't live. So she said to me, okay, that's okay. You don't have to pray. You don't have to read the Bible. I'm going to sit right here beside you. I'm going to pray for you. Now that's the kind of support that I really needed. No judgment no force, and it's just no pressure. She's just like, okay, I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to pray for you. After a few days, something amazing happened to me. Even though I rejected hope, even though I kept on pushing God away, it's like, God, I, don't, I, I can't, not now, not right now. Even though I did that, hope came to me. Jesus came to me. Now, I don't know if you, have, if you have experienced this before in your life, but I find that many times in my life, I don't come to God. I'm so busy with my life as a mother. I'm so busy as my life with an admin secretary here. I'm so busy with my life. I go home, I'm so tired, and then I say, God, thank you for today. Please protect tonight. Amen. I, I'm so busy. I just don't have time for God. And yet, God comes to me anyway. Because he loves me. Isn't that amazing grace? Yeah. You know, this Christmas, we are reminded that God came to us in a human form. John 3, verse 16. Most of us probably know this already. John 3, verse 16 says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, right? So that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I love the first statement there. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. Oh my goodness. He sent his son, his one and only son. So that whoever believes in him shall not perish. But here's the hope. There is eternal life in heaven for you and I who believe in him. Hope to live our lives today because he is full of hope. In the place where I was in the darkest moment, can you turn off the lights, please, Guido? Thank you. No, well, this is not as dark as I want it to be. <laughs> but anyway, it's still dark, right? So let's just pretend that this room is really, really, really dark. That's where I am right now. I'm in a very dark room, sitting in a corner. I'm closing my eyes. I just don't want to look anywhere else. I can't. I don't want to. It's just, it's too hopeless. 
Because every time I hope that is nothing works, nothing works for me. The medications don't work, anything doesn't work. It's just, there's no way out. And yet, Jesus comes to me. Now you can turn on the lights, please, Guido. Thank you so much for your help. And bam, you can see better. I can see clearer. When the light is in the room, the dark is gone. When the light is in the room, there is no darkness anymore. Even though I try to close my eyes like this, because I did try that, you know, I was like, ah, no, God, no, I keep on saying no. But the light is still there, and I can feel the presence of the light of the world, and I can't help it but open my eyes and I see, wow, I can see the doors. Wow, I can see the windows. Wow. I can see the sun out there, and I can see the Son of God. Now, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, all my problems are gone. Yeah. No, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, my bipolar disorder is gone. No. My condition is still there, but because Jesus has shown me the way, because Jesus has shown me what hope is, I get to live my life every day better because he is in control, because he holds me, because he gives me hope that doesn't come from the world, hope that comes from God above. So this leads me to my second point. Hope shows me the way. Remember my first point? It's in the bulletin. Hope caught me. That was my first point. And then my second point is that hope shows me the way. Many times someone tells me, you know, when I'm in the darkest moment, they tell me, you know what? I'm here for you every step of the way. You need me? Call me 24-7. You need me? Text me 24-7. Please don't think that you are alone. You are, someone is praying for you. Know that, know that. Like, yeah, okay. But do you know what Jesus says? Jesus doesn't only say that he is there every step of the way because he's Emmanuel, God is with us. He also says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That's John chapter 14, verse 6 for you. Jesus doesn't only say, you know what, Intan? I'm here for you every step of the way. He says, Intan, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. When I was in the darkest moment, I just bombarded my brain with a lot of lies and negative thoughts. I just couldn't handle it. It was so hard for me to just, you know, be able to step out from the darkness because I just feel like something's pulling me into the darkness more and more. But when Jesus approached me and showed me what hope meant, I understood something about hope. Now I understand that hope is more than just being optimistic about something. Hope is more than just about what we are wishing for. Now hope in Christianity, now hope in believers' lives, is the confidence, is the confidence, knowing that God is God, and He can do anything according 
to his will in his time. And hope rests in his faithfulness. Hope in Christianity rests in his faithfulness. Believe that God keeps his promises. He's going to fulfill his promises. I don't know when. I have no idea when he's going to heal me. But I know one day I will be healed. Whether here on earth or later in heaven. Hope in knowing that Jesus is the way. So I won't get lost anymore. He is the light of the world. He shows me the doors already. He shows me the windows already. I can see outside. I can see the hope. I can see future in my life. Hope in knowing that Jesus is the truth. So I know who I am in him. And I know who he is in me. Bipolar disorder doesn't define who I am. I am a child of God who has a bipolar disorder. And God will use this for his glory, for his purpose. Hope in knowing that Jesus is life. So now I have life to live. I love the story of Joseph. I'm just going to read a story of Joseph for you. Many times on Christmas, we don't really talk about Joseph. We talk about Mary and Jesus, obviously. But I just want to talk about Joseph this morning. I'm going to talk from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. But the angel doesn't stop there. He continues on saying, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, I don't blame Joseph for thinking of breaking up the engagement quietly. Because, you know, in that culture back then, if you're pregnant before marriage, it's embarrassing. So when Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant, and it's not because of his fault, he feels like, okay, I'm just going to break the engagement off quietly. I don't want to embarrass her. I don't want to embarrass myself. And out of sudden, the angel comes in the dream and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife, for she is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And that baby, will be born to become a savior of the world. Oh man. I think that's a great hope there, right? It's like Joseph is like, what? Mary is pregnant with a savior of the world? Whoa, okay. Then Joseph takes Mary as his wife. He obeys, right? It doesn't matter anymore what people will think about Joseph and Mary. It doesn't matter anymore what family will think about Joseph and Mary. Because what he has in mind is the hope for the future, knowing that that child, Jesus, will be born to save people 
from their sins. And those people include Joseph and Mary. And those people include you and I. Again, I think that's amazing grace. There is a way out of our sinful lives because Jesus was born. We can continually be changed and be transformed because we don't do this life alone. Look around. We have a body of Christ here. We have a family in Christ here. A lot of people have been praying for me. I can stand right here in front of everyone because a lot of people have been praying and also by the grace of God. My hope comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's Psalm chapter 121 for you. He gives us a reason why every day of our lives we can be thankful. He gives us a reason why every day of our lives we can stand firm regardless of what happens to us, to me. His promise is that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. You know, this is very true for me. Because someone with bipolar disorder, we just don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't know what the next hour will bring. I can be on my up moments. I can be on my down moments. I just don't know. I have no idea. But because I have God in my life, frankly speaking, I don't really care about what I'm going to feel anymore tomorrow. Not that I don't care about what tomorrow will bring and stuff like that. But I just have a confidence because I was in a very hopeless situation. I have a confidence knowing that even when I'm in my down moment, he will lift me up. He will lift me up through prayers from people, by his grace, or he comes to me anyway. He loves me anyway. Or when I'm extremely up, he's there to calm me down. I just believe in that and I experience that every day. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't struggle. Oh, yeah, I still struggle. I still take my medications now. I still struggle because, you know, I'm a, I, can be, I can sin. I can do things that don't please God. I still sometimes, you know, follow my flesh. But that also means that I get to experience the grace of God even greater. That his forgiveness is great. It's amazing. So yes, I still struggle. But there is a purpose behind every struggle. Now I'm going to close my testimony with a testimony. How about that? Now many of you know my brother, Christian. He is the children's ministry director here. And a couple weeks ago, he, he was hospitalized because he had mini stroke. He had Caesars. I was at my dad's church, so I go to my dad's church on Sunday afternoon. I help my dad, because my dad is a pastor, and I serve there. I help him, I support him. So Sunday is basically my holy day, because I go to church in the morning here to White Rock, and then I go to church in New West in the afternoon, and I practice until night, so really it's my holiday. But anyway, two weeks ago, when I was at my dad's church, my brother Christian, he called me. And he said that he was having Caesars. 
I was like, oh no, okay, uh, what am I supposed to do, right? And but luckily, thank God, he was able to call 911 before he called me. So uh, after church, my other brother Julius, he and I we drove to the emergency at Royal Columbian. But because um, Christian was in the special room, so there's only two people, like only two people can be in that room. I couldn't get in because my, my dad was already there and then Julius, my other brother, went in before me. So I had to stay outside with my mom. As we were, you know, waiting anxiously outside, I saw this woman. She was just crying and sobbing. And across the, across the like in the room across us, across where we are sitting, her daughter is in that room crying going through a very hard depression. Uh, just, it was just, you know, you could hear her cry and stuff. And so I couldn't help myself. I approached this woman and I say to her, you know, I was in that situation. I was in your daughter's situation. And she looks at me, she's like, what? There's no way you were in that situation. You look so normal. That's what she said. You look normal. You look healthy. You look nothing at all like my daughter. And you know what? That was a moment where I could share my testimony to her. And I gave her the hope, saying, you know, there is hope. There is hope. I don't know if she became a Christian after that. I have no idea. I didn't ask because I had to see my brother. And then by the time I saw my brother, um, she was gone already. Speaking of my brother, by the way, uh, he's doing better. So thank you for your prayers. He is home, and um, he's not here today. He, was, he wanted to be here, but he is not here today. He should be here next week. So thank you for your prayers. But anyway, you know, life is boring when you do it out of habit. You wake up in the morning at 6 o'clock, you turn off the alarm, you go shower, go to work, go to school, and just, you know, do the same thing again the next morning. I think it's pretty boring, and it used to be that boring for me. But as I experience hope, I want to share my hope with people around me, regardless where I am. I'm here in the office, or I'm out there at my dad's church, or I'm at home, or I'm in a coffee shop. There is a purpose why we are still here. And I think one of the purposes is to give hope to people around us. Because Jesus was born to give us the hope. I don't know about you, but I see Christmas as a time of giving and sharing. So I'd like to challenge you today. If Christmas is a time of sharing and giving, would you share the hope you received with others? Would you give hope to those who have lost their hope? Would you show them, show them, Testify to them that hope is real in our lives. Because Jesus was born to restore our relationship with God the Father. And through this relationship, we can experience changes, transformation, joy, peace, love, and strength that we need to go through our everyday. That hope sets us free from the past that can be a prison. That hope sets us free from the past 
that can be a prison. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for the kind of hope that you give to me each and every day. That you renew my strength each and every day by your grace. And I pray, Lord, for each one of us here this morning. I don't know where they are right now or what they're dealing with right now or what they're struggling with right now, but I just pray that you will come to their lives. Bring hope into their lives. Bring revelation. Bring enlightenment. Bring strength. Bring the joy, the peace, and the love that they need to go through their lives every day of their lives. I thank you so much, Lord, for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for because you are Emmanuel. Thank you because you are the way, the truth, and the life. And just thank you for who you are in our lives. That you are God. And we have confidence knowing that you are in charge and you are in control and you know exactly what we need because you are the best father anyone can ask for. So I pray that as we go home today, may you fill us with hope that comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take me home.